We're live. Okay. Um, good night, everyone. In a world where um, dark love matters, this is the vent. I'm your host, Jamie Hunter, aka J Hunterville. We got the nerd Z here. Hey. We got Del Pesh here. Hey, what's going on? AKA and, Mr. Clutch. Okay, four four corners. And, four corners. And we have our first guest for 2021, um, Galaxy Girl. Hey. hey. Clap it up, clap it up. <laughs> clap it up. Thank you for ha for being here with us. Thank you. You're the first person here. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Um I We've met like two years ago at the Hanfest mixer. And um that's when I knew you as Dorella. And I didn't hear your music yet, but I remember on stage you were the surprise guest for um Koise's performance. Yes, I was. And then yes, and I remember we I, we spoke and I said, Hey, we're gonna we're gonna have to do an interview one day, and at least we're here now. Right. <laughs> Like, wow, it has been two years already. That's <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you for being here. Um, we're just going to go through these questions. Um, your EP comes out um, February 16th. Yes. Yes. And it's called Dark Love Matters. You guys check it out. Listen to it. Um, who is Galaxy Girl? Um, Galaxy Girl was discovered, honestly, last year my friend commented on one of my posts, AK Stay True, that's her Instagram name. And she's like, Galaxy Girl. And I'm like, whoa, like, it resonated so much. Um, I love everything about um, energy, the stars, the planet, our planet, what's out there. So I feel as though, even though I live here, I'm also extraterrestrial in some way. And with that, I incorporate Galaxy Girl, and you'll be able to hear why my name is Galaxy Girl in my music, because it does take you into an ethereal vibe. So mm -hmm. Galaxy Girl is someone who, uh, you know, expresses herself as a siren of the galaxy and brings people in to hear her message and message messages. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, one thing I could say is when I listen to your music, it's like you have R&B, you have like some certain things I've heard. It's like, oh, you, you just you could you know how to bounce to different like genres. You went from R&B. I heard the drill sound here and there. And I was like, OK, like you're, you're versatile. And then, you know, when I do my my research and I look and I see like, hey, you were a dancer. You you you've done you've done a lot when it comes to art and music and everything. So my question is like. What's your process when it comes to music? Like, what's your process? Well, the way you brought up dance, it actually has to do with, with dance. So for me, when I'm um, writing a new song, it has to be the production and the beat first. I don't really write mm. things and then look for a production because I'm a dancer first. If I can, like, visualize the choreography or, like, dance in my head to the beat, I'll automatically be able to write to it. So when I feel the movement of it, that's when like I get the melody with the beat. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't, the words don't come until after. I like say gibberish or like I'll, I'll do a melody on the beat. 
and then the gibberish actually translates into English, you know, (laughs) (laughs) step by step. But I really go from like the movement first. And if I can hit certain beats in the, in the, the, or certain moves in the beat, Mm -hmm. that's usually how um, I can make the song. And I usually write down selective words on what the beat says. So if it's like a hard hitting beat, you know, I might put like stoner randomly, or I'll put like cruising down the highway, like just random words that go with that beat or how descriptive I can be to explain what the beat is saying. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice, That's nice. Really cool. It's like a, it's like a word. Um, remember back in the day, we read, we'd write a word and then we'd have like a web of other words that relate to it. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like the same process. It's like a nice little brainstorm. Brainstorm, yeah, yeah. yeah. But with sounds. But with yeah. sound, yeah. That stuck with me. Like, they always talked about brainstorming before your project. And I realized that's something I kept from school. <laughs> yeah, yep, yep. Definitely, definitely. Um, what does a normal studio session, like, looks like? Like, when you're going in, you're about to, like, when it comes to, like, this EP, when it comes to making music, like, how do you start your sessions? Well, speaking of stoner, that's <laughs> kind of settle into the space. Um, something that we've been recently doing is um, an incense and saging. Um, saging is spooky. It's just herbs that clean bacteria in your space. Yeah. So, you know, the people that are here before you, you might want to just leave those, let those energies die out. So when you have your own space, it's your own. So for me, I just ball up, I'll listen to the beat. If it's a new beat, that's kind of how I get to creating. If I know the song, I, I kind of practice before I come in. And then I kind of just work on the song by myself while I'm smoking, getting you know, vocals ready. And then I hop in the booth. I'm really like, okay, let's go. <laughs> like, I don't really waste that much time. I'm not writing, I just want to go in and keep punching it in you know until i get it oh like when it comes to like when you're in the studio do you need people in the studio because like certain artists i can see they have like hype men they have like certain people in the studio that's like that you want their opinion different type of people is that how is that for you um so for me uh rain p my manager has to be there because she helps me a lot. Like if I'm in my head too much or if I need a certain word, like a link word, she's really good with English. So mm. she'll have certain lyrics and she'll just tell me straight, that sounds flat, that sounds sharp. No, do it like this, you know? Cause she's been there since I've been dancing. So I'm okay with hearing her criticism, constructive criticism. Mm. Um, I'm shy and sensitive about my shit as Erica Badu would say, <laughs> we're yeah. feisty so I don't like too many people in there unless like we're all like listening to beats and you know making songs but if I'm like recording something new I'd rather just rain pee in there you know Kois or John because they help me at 1332 um and maybe if I invite a friend but you know the the less people the better the less the better yeah, mm. yeah. That's smart because less people get, you know, you get the work done easier. You know what I mean? It makes mm-hmm. life easier for everybody, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, you know, you say you're a smoker, a sage and all that. What's what's your go-to food? 
in the studio. <laughs> we got the munchies. <laughs> yeah, man. Honestly, I like chips. Like I always told Lay's chips helps with mm. both because it like it moistens your your palate, whereas mm. dry up your palate. So having something salty like chips is good. Um, I also had like olives in with olive oil because it like okay. words. So um, I'm not really eating though when I'm here. I'm usually <laughs> I'm usually like being a stoner and and singing, and then when I'm done, okay, I'm hungry. <laughs> like after, but usually just like chips or olive olives. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. I've, I've never heard of olives before. That's, that's mm-hmm. interesting. That, that is new to me. Mm-hmm. He actually, like, she researched some stuff and she actually just came up, like, she researched and that was something that singers use, like, as a tool to warm up their voices. Oh, snap. Pretty, pretty cool. That's pretty sick. That's pretty cool. I did not know that. That's pretty cool. And when it comes to, like, I like I personally I don't know much about sage like I've heard about it I've seen people burn it up and you know wave it and flash around and everything right so like like how long have you been using sage and like when do you see the experience like is it an experience you see like how does that work Hmm. well I think I've I've been using sage for maybe like four or three years three or four years now Hmm. and it's like, it just really clears your space. So let's say if you cleaned your room, but you still feel like the vibe's off, sage it just kills off any negative bacteria. Like that's within your air, you know, any air that might be polluted in some way, something like sage or palisanto or like bay leaves can just clear the bad bacteria. So has nothing really to do with <laughs> ghosts and, and and spirits as people might think because mm-hmm. we use herbs every day for things so mm-hmm. I burn herbs and smoke it you know what I mean so it's mm-hmm. just these do and those properties kill like 99% um, bacteria in the air so it kind of just cleanses your space and then you can uh-huh. let it to bring in good vibes because it appears uh-huh and negative not just it, it clears out everything so you might want to bring back some good vibes after you carry oh. out okay. Is it, okay just just a quick like sidebar is there any particular like sage smells or just a one particular um because you know how incense comes in different flavors right so does mm-hmm. sage have its own flavors as incense or it's just one it's just a um, thing it's just one, it's just one type of herb. So there's okay. like sage, but essentially it's the same thing. Like just like a regular herb, you know, like if you were to burn peppermint. Yeah. So sage is just one type of herb that you could use. Okay. 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 So you have a new EP coming out, Dark Love Matters, DLM. Um, how long did it take you to make this EP? Um, it didn't really take me that long. Like we started, I think in December or end of November. Hmm. And, um, sorry. No worries. <laughs> um, yeah, we started in November. Mm-hmm. 
the funny thing about it is I have a couple of songs that I wrote a couple years ago, but I just kept it in the vault, the music vault, you know? So mm. we kind of finished at the top of January. Like we figured out how many songs we want on it. And by the time January came, we just wanted to figure out what we wanted to release first or the order of it, the track list and everything. So it didn't take that much that much time because I do have a lot of songs in my vault and I also I write fast like if I feel the beat like I'll, the song's already in my head for some reason so I just have mm. to write it out. So I'm I'm pretty impressed with myself that it didn't take that long maybe like 2 months max. <laughs> mm, oh wow. Yeah. And when it and when it came to bringing the tracks up to like eight tracks with the bonus right how hard was it to like pick and choose what tracks you wanted on that ep for me it wasn't too hard because for some reason each track had to the sound itself like went with each other you know there was only two that i thought of adding but i'm like it's too happy <laughs> you know what i mean it's too mm. like so I didn't include it, and the one I took out because I thought I could release it later. Maybe I can just, it's another side of me even has to do with the EP, but it was just one that I said, I'll save it for later and put it back in the vault, which I do a lot of times. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it wasn't too hard because for some reason, each song gives off a specific vibe so you can tell if it matches with the EP or not. Those couple of songs that I chose not to add, it it was more spring, summertime, happy vibe. So I was like, I'll see what I can do with it after. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice, nice. When it okay, so I went through the I guess I got a sneak peek to go through the whole EP. Like yes. I love the EP so far. Um, um, why Dark Love Matters is the title. Why is Dark Love Matters? That's an interesting, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, about love, honestly, we think about the honeymoon phase and the puppy love and the butterflies. And, but if you go through the heartbreak, no one's really there like for you dealing with the dark side of love because you might mm-hmm. still love the person you might be trying to fall out of love. You're trying to heal your heart. You're jaded. Young. You're saying, fuck these niggas. You're generalizing niggas. You know, you're just, it's dark. <laughs> like, it's so dark. And for me, it's like, that matters because women, men, they have to heal themselves. Heartbreak. And we don't really, it's like a taboo. We kind of just... I guess we talk about the heartbreak in a really negative way. And like I said, generalize everyone after, but instead of just transmuting the pain and realizing, okay, what's the lesson from that heartbreak? How did I grow from that? Like, am I a better person? Was it my fault? You know? So it makes you look at your dark side and see that you can transmute it and be a better person or do good or heal your heart in a sense. And also, the dark love matters is type it's a it's a play on words because melanin matters so and dark matter is melanin 
So that's, I'll just, you know, so for me, it's like, it has to do with black love, dark love, whether you're whatever race, because you go through the dark side of love and dark matter matters because it's everything. It's made up of everything on this planet. So. Oh, oh, I didn't even, oh, that, that part threw me off too. <laughs> like the that dark matter part. Wow. Okay. Mm, I hear all that, man. Um, what is your favorite track on the EP? What could you say is your favorite track? They're all her favorite. This is a hard question. You're going to put her but on the I, spot. I, 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 I know, I know, I know, <laughs> I know. <laughs> My favorite one is Density. Mm. Because I feel like a certain line in there was very vulnerable and whoever hears it will know it's about them. Oh, oh, okay. It's, like it's a, it's just me putting down my walls finally and realizing I was hurt. I got fucked over and I accept it and I moved on. And now you can never take my crown off, you know? Mm. <laughs> Density is my favorite. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. I, I like that track too. I'm not gonna lie to you. I like that track too. I like that track. I like Shapes. I like Run It Back with Kois. Um, I, I, I have some faves. That, this is me. I like those tracks. Um, what was your, what could you say was your favorite to record though? Hmm. Record? Mm -hmm. well, let me go and run it back. Mm. No, let me go as a bonus track, but run it back. Mm. It was summertime. And like, as soon as I heard the beat, I just thought of like Aaliyah and Timbaland, old school. And I was, I was dancing in my head. I was like in a whole music video of like, you know? <laughs> I, I do that from time to time. <laughs> and I wrote, I honestly wrote the song in like 30 minutes or something. Wow. Like, yeah, it was so in the in the moment, in the groove. So that was my favorite too. I think I was a little bit tipsy off of the bubbly too. So I was just feeling I... <laughs> and yeah, that was my favorite one for sure. Yeah, I, I like that track, man. Shout out to Quest with the little full call in the background and all yeah. that stuff. It was it was lit. I like that concept. I liked it. Um uh I'm just gonna start asking you questions based off track for track I, I'm, I tried a little thing here okay so, okay so um first question is um what's your favorite shape <laughs> well my favorite shape is because um it doesn't stop it's like infinite and like you can see everything within a circumference of a circle Be Whereas like a square is like more structured and I'm a, I'm a water sign. So I'm going with the flow and circle. Hey. Nice. My favorite, <laughs> my favorite shape. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, my other question I had was, um, what's your process of being a lover and not a fighter? Cause when people go through these things, it's, it's not easy. Like some people just, you know, when you're hurt, like, sometimes you just want to hurt somebody else or sometimes you want to get revenge. And sometimes, especially when you're, like, 
hearing stuff and you're like with that person still, it's probably just like, you know, you're just angry. So what what is your process of just keeping the peace? It's a being a lover, not a fighter. <laughs> right. Um, crying. Mm. Even if it, even if I'm angry, I don't care if it looks like I'm weak. I'm just gonna cry because <laughs> I have to transmute my energy somewhere. Um, mm. Essentially, transmuting your energy because can be so angry you do want to hurt somebody i've never been in a fight in my life but like i thought about like i wish i could just punch you right now because you hurt me but i don't like i'm not a violent person like that you know so being a lover i say i say love and hate it's kind of the same thing the spectrum and like anger hate all these things are like low energies and I don't like lower energies because again, you can see the dark side and it's, it could be fun, but at the end of the day, it's not growing. So for me, I hated the person when they hurt my heart for a long time, but then looking at it, I had to transmute my energy into love, not for them, for myself. Meaning, like, I thought about it. I'm like, hold on. If I didn't get my heart broken, I would never have wrote, written a song. I would never have written my first song because I was writing that song because I was hurt. And that love or the love for myself, I'm like, let me express myself in another way before I hurt myself or somebody, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. It's about transmuting your energy. For me right now, I'm cold, like I'm shaking because I'm just a cold, I'm, I'm anemic. So mm-hmm. if I breathe heavier, I'll warm up. Mm-hmm. And I did that because I didn't want to shake anymore for the whole interview. So me transmuting, yeah. being honest, it just mm-hmm. helped me, you know? So like, if you ever want to fight somebody, like think Goku, think transmute, like, like go <laughs> In and transmuted. Yo, Marco said Goku. Yeah, another form. Yeah. Ah, mm. gonna, you know, it's going to calm the situation down. So. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Oh, kudos to you. It's I have a hard time finding peace when it comes to certain things. I'll be mm-hmm. honest. Like, you know, like, I just, I, you know, yeah, this is me. Like, I have a hard time finding peace. I don't know how you guys just keep it calm for me. I tried meditating, but anxiety and all that stuff it gets the best of me chaos like it's my middle name sometimes mm-hmm. i'm emotionally chaotic but if you can be aware of it that's a start you know if you're aware okay wait like look at yourself like whoa what am i doing right now? and you come back to your own self your own center you know? mm-hmm was that yeah. something that you figured out on your own or there was always someone that like spoke to you around that time well my parents are just really great role models in my life uh, just treating people right even if they like even if you're angry you always defend yourself but just always treat people kind but after i say with the past five years i realized you have to have a balance of giving 
making sure you're not giving and overpouring yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to have a balance of selflessness and selfishness. Mm-hmm. And when I was able to just be within my own self and center. Um, and also just emotions are meant to be experienced, but don't let them control you. Like you have to control, you have to control your emotions. You can't say I'm angry. No, I'm galaxy girl. I'm I'm feeling anger. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Um, I got another question. I'm sorry. I have felt that. I'm taking a, a, like, the fact that you can find all the words and, like, be able to express it and be vulnerable, even right now, just be vulnerable and share your experiences. Like, you know, I'm, I'm very in awe of it right now. Like, mm-hmm. you know. And I feel like, yeah, I, when people listen to your music, they're going to also feel that as well and be able to, like, have that ability to transmute within just listening to your stuff, right? So, mm-hmm. that is, yeah. That's the crazy thing of the power of music, you know, because I, I guess I could say maybe it's because of the music I listen to. Maybe that transpires and causes aggression because I listen to a lot of aggressive music. So, like, when I hear this, yeah, so when I hear this, I'm kind of just like, okay, I'm listening, and I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm coming, okay, I'm finding a little insight here, I'm understanding, you know, the, the concept, I'm understanding feelings, like, I'm putting words to feelings, that's mm-hmm. one thing I can say, so, I could say, yeah, I, I hear it in the music, definitely. Wow, thank you. Um, another question I have. What's the rum you sip? Oh, whoa. And okay. what do you chase Ooh. it with? Ooh. Okay, okay. I, I like to know this too because I'm a rum person myself. So, <laughs> so I'm like, I'm such an illusion because I don't drink that much anymore. Mm. But when I did drink, I don't real estate. Cranberry mm. juice. I didn't really like it with Coke. I like oh. my Cranberry juice. Okay. But that name, that name was like a um, a daydream of if I was on rum and chase at the moment, expressing mm-hmm. this is how I would do it, you know, because the spirit would just catch me and I have to talk about, you know, I don't really want to know about your life, but I'm drunk right now and I'm going to just spill out all my feelings. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that's the thing I realized about the track, because when I was listening to it, I heard like, you know, different like subjects but like it goes back to the rum and chase cart chorus yes <laughs> so i was like okay i see what's going on she's a little tipsy you know like just talking but you're tipsy so it's like yeah yeah right i'm glad you i'm glad you caught that that's exactly what i was trying to do <laughs> mm-hmm. um uh so another question i have um for Gelato, like, listening to the track, you were speaking about how, you know, you and y- you've met someone that was talking to someone else that's in L.A., right? And, you know, you were mad at the person, but you don't trust him, you don't trust the girl, too. Um, my question is, like, when it comes to, like, situations, even in music sometimes, like, um, do you think there's a reason why women don't 
collaborate as much or speak as much when it comes to things? Mm. It's both sides, men and female, but like, do you see certain things that, you know, Mm. of why it doesn't happen as much? Like for me, I've gotten asked to collaborate with many female artists. And at the time I, I didn't want to because I was still trying to find my own sound. Um, and I don't know if that's essentially what every female is going through, but at a certain point you would want, I would hope that you would want to collaborate with your fellow female, you know, like that's my plan. I do want to start doing that. So I do feel like it's because we're, we're automatically as women, just putting labels on us and you fit here and you look like this. We're always compared individuality to like the males, you know? And sometimes it's hard to do that. If you know, if I collaborate you, they're just going to compare us. They're going to say, Oh, you're, you're Potter or you're, you're whatever, you know? So I don't know if that's what's going on in females heads. I'm saying this because I'm a female. So mm-hmm. that could be a, an issue. I do feel like more female collaborations are happening though, which I'm excited about. So um, maybe women are finally coming into their own power and realizing the more we, the more we unite, <laughs> the more lit it's gonna be, you know? Mm, that's okay. Yep, it's true. It's, it's kind of like the Cardi and um, Meg collaboration, right? Or the, mm-hmm. um, or the Doja Cat and Swati. Or yeah. <laughs> is gonna literally make best friends like excited because it's about you know so it's a good thing now that women are doing that before it was just i need to be my own person i can't be doing this with you because they're gonna think i think that's really what it is and now we're realizing no it doesn't make sense i am my own person you're your own person let's do it together now and show them how powerful we are you know nice 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 um are there any um female Toronto artists you would like to collab with and if there are any US artists you'd like to collab with? Um for females, hmm there's so there's sorry, there's so many. Um I am gonna be collaborating with Rain Akai. She's from Toronto. She's a local artist like me. Mm-hmm. Um, in regards to, I guess, maybe a female artist that's on a, has a bigger platform, I would dream about like Jesse Riaz, you know? If the opportunity happens, that would be absolutely incredible. Um, In the States, in the States, no, in UK. Oh, um, okay, okay. She's- um, Wait, sorry, repeat that again? You cut out just a moment. Pardon? Sorry, repeat the, the UK artist again. You cut out oh, just low. Um, I am DDB. I am DDB, okay. And she's just a whole vibe. Like, she does urban jazz, you know, she jazz with hip hop and stuff like that. Actually, I like Ari Lennox too, just because I love her. Mm hmm. Now they're popping in, like, no, wait, I forgot about this person. Mm. But, um, most type of people are just exposed to me. So if I would be able to even work with them or them write for me or me write for them, you know, any kind of collaboration, that would be awesome. <laughs> okay. Um, 
in your song Elevate, <laughs> there was a bar that I heard that you were saying, um, um, you could be my king and I could be your beacon. Mm-hmm. Um, now, what do, you, uh, what do you see in your king and um, how do you see yourself being the beacon? The La La Land. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think would teaching me things that I have no idea about, like educating. Um, he would be someone that is aligned with my lifestyle. You know, the way of eating, um, supporting me and my my endeavors with music, and knowing that music is my life. Uh, I would be his light in a sense of being the calm in all the chaos that's happening because I'm trying to tap into my feminine divinity. And when the time comes, when my king comes, I know that I'll be someone that will be his, you know, his third eye, his intuition, where I can see something coming from a mile away that might affect you in a good or bad way, you know? Um, I really do feel like masculine and feminine energy is is important to realize there has to be some sort of synergy. So my king is gonna is going to come into my energy, but I'll be able to shine my own intuition, my own knowing, my own light information onto him as he would onto me as well. Okay. Okay, okay. Um, how do you see the world as Galaxy Girl? How do I see the world? Yeah. Well, um, <laughs> I see this world, hard to um, answer that question. Mm-hmm. Now, like now today, I see this world from a 5D, a five, sorry, a five, a fifth dimensional perspective. Like Mm -hmm. I really see the connection of everything. Like there's really no separation. The separation is just the illusion that we're given. Like when it comes to continents, borderlines, races, language, politics, religion, like these are separate, but we actually are very connected. Even the space around us isn't just space. The energy we can't see is connected. So there's no denying that even though there's chaos right now, there's a lot of beauty clearly that we see Mother Earth created. Um, for me, I, I see the world as it's actually in my song, one of my songs, a beautiful catastrophe, you know? There's a lot going on with our two eyes. Um, But if you were to focus on yourself and, and basically heal, love yourself, like it's going to ricochet in your surroundings. If we were to focus on how we love ourselves and love someone else, it's going to be a domino effect. And that's what's going to happen. You know, like this panoramic, <laughs> this pandemic is 
causing people to actually have more <laughs> compassion, even though it's virtual and digital right now. It's slowly but surely making us realize we're all going through the same thing. Like, I have your shoes and you have my shoes. So I can say a lot about how I see the world. <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, I guess I see it as a beautiful catastrophe. That would be <laughs> the final statement. Okay. Um, uh, what was my other question? Oh, here it is. Uh, you have a song called I Love Black Men. <laughs> what? The thumbs up just, I don't know. I know the question is, what do you love about black men? That's the question. Pardon? Is that the question? That's what do I love yes, about? That, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the question. wrong um based on dna trauma like you guys are strong you know what i mean been through a lot um i love that you're the original um creator like the original man and i love black men who know that about themselves um I love that there's an automatic connection I have with black men, whether whether we're cussing and fighting or whether we're loving, there's always gonna be some sort of connection based on our molecular structure. So that connection is what I love and that connection can never go away, whether you like a certain type of woman or not, or whether you like us not or hate us or not that connection won't ever go away especially if you came from a black woman yeah of the connection Mm. okay okay um uh you have that song running back with kois um that we just spoke about earlier earlier love the track are there anything in life that you would love to run it back Mm. if you had a time machine yeah, to change or alter or anything. Oh, if I had a if I had a time machine, would I would I go back and change something? Would you would you, would you yeah. run it back? What, what, is there things you would run back? Back to not taking out my dreads. I had uh, I had dreads when I was like five till thirteen, fourteen, and I combed them out. <laughs> Influence. I wanted straight hair and and uh i i just i would run it back to that time because i feel like i cut something off spiritually in my own mind so but i got it back so running it back you're gonna end up in the same place so it doesn't make sense (laughs) oh okay wow (laughs) that's why i say ain't no running back in the song like we're coming Mm -hmm. go back It's true, it's true, it's true. Um, uh, another track, like, I actually like Density because I think you played it once on YouTube, I mean, IG Live, and I was in the live when you were playing it, and I was like, I like this song, but I, you didn't play the whole song. You were playing the ending. You were asking <laughs> if you were going to do the sudden drop on the ending. Oh, yes. And stuff like that. And I like den- I like Density. Um, my question is... Um, I, I feel like that that track kind of like brings closure to the EP, right? It brings closure. You've learned a lot. Like 
the whole concept of undermining yourself and stuff like that. So my question is like, what is the best thing about finding yourself in those situations? Sorry, can you repeat the question one more time? Sorry. What was the best thing about finding yourself in that situation? The best thing about finding myself in, like, in the song? Yes. In the situation, like, in the song, yeah. Maybe I don't understand the question. Oh, sorry, <laughs> because, you, oh, sorry. In the song, you were talking about... um basically undermining yourself like how you undermine yourself and stuff like that so like what was the i guess my question is like what is the best part of like realizing that concept of like was it the fact that maybe you were right the whole time maybe it was going with your gut and realizing going with your gut what like yeah okay. yeah i guess i guess the best thing about it is Like the best thing about it, realizing that I undermined myself, that I that I didn't realize my worth is once you become aware of your worth, like nobody can tell you anything. <laughs> like nobody can tell you anything. You know what I mean? And I we all have those days where we second guess ourselves, where we doubt ourselves. It could be for anything, like not just love, like your job, like anything. You know, but if you look back on the lesson or you look back on an accomplishment, then there's no reason to like undermine yourself or doubt yourself, you know? And the next person, you would have to just tell yourself, you are letting them, you're feeding into someone else's opinion of you. Mm. You know, you can take the opinion and use it and apply it where you don't have to, you know what I mean? And once you realize your choice for yourself and your choices for yourself, nobody can tell you anything, especially as black people, you melanated people, it's Black History Month, right? So once you realize you're yourself and know your power, like nobody can tell you about yourself <laughs> except mm -hmm. for you, you know that. You know thyself, you're good. Mm -hmm. Um, and another question I had was, um, what is like the toughest part of rebuilding yourself? Because sometimes, like I would say, like certain days, like when you're going through things like this and you're going through situations, it's like, for me, I could say some toughest parts is just being by myself and just sitting with it and festering and then trying to channel something. So like, what it, what can you say was yours? The best part about rebuilding yourself? Mm -hmm. Or the toughest part, sorry, the toughest part. Like the, like the time it took, the, the procrastination, mm. people you have to cut off, People have to bring in. Well, I love solitude. I'm an only child. Me too. Me too. Like being by myself, I I, I can be in my head and like analyze my my life and like see where I went wrong. I see like what I need to fix. You know what I mean? 
like rebuild the best the hardest actually sorry the hardest part about rebuilding yourself is solitude because some people don't like it and like even for me like changing my sickle cell like i have sickle cell anemia and it was hard to really change my diet and like change my lifestyle and then just adjust to a new a new type of living realizing i'm not my sickle cell like it's a mental thing too so the worst part is like solitude and then realizing that it's mind body and soul you can't mm-hmm. just you can't just work on the physical you can't just work on the spiritual either you have to do all three mm-hmm. um and uh I've I've noticed when I went on your IG and I took a look, it's like you have your own um, um, page about sickle cell like awareness yourself. And my question is, um, um, how does um, sickle cell like influence your music or your life? Like, you know, how do you like? How does it adjust? How does you know? How do you keep going on? How does you know things like that? I I think I just had this like realization a couple of weeks ago that like people with sickle cell a lot of the times they're they're pretty nice people like you would think people in a lot of pain would be like miserable to people all the time but it it's almost as though we're grateful that when we're not in pain we can try to live a normal life you know what I mean. And me realizing that, realize that I am stronger than I think. Um, and again, not not labeling myself as my illness, but showing it's showing me that I'm like I'm stronger than I think. I'm stronger than this whole illness. The, the whole illness that told me I can't I can't dance. You know, you have until you're forty. You know you're a drug addict, you know, um, missing school and all these things, I was still able to, to accomplish many things in my life outside of this invisible illness that nobody can see, you know. Um, realizing the strength is what kept me going. Realizing the strength that my mom had for me to see their own child go through Suffering kept me going, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, I could say, like, you know, I can only imagine, you know, what you've been through with sickle cell and stuff like that. But like, I look at the bio and I see all those achievements that you've done from the dancing with ballet, hip hop, all different genres, you know, features in the work video. I said, well, like, you know, all these things like that you've done. And, you know, looking from the singles, from the singles you have, and now finally having this EP, it's like, it, it, it's fearless, it's strong, and it's amazing. Thank so you. So I can say, like, I'm proud of that. It's like, I just love the awareness. I love that you keep going, and I love that you're still pushing, and you're still doing these things. It's amazing to see. Thank you. Thank Gotta you. clap it up. Gotta clap it up. <laughs> yeah, I'll clap it up on that. Um, so, um Dark Life Matters is coming out September. Oh, wow, February sixteenth. 
and um it's gonna be dropping on spotify i guess spotify itunes stuff like that any any music videos for you know one of the tracks coming out Yes, we're releasing one of those tracks. Hopefully you guys can guess it and the visual for it as well. But I won't say which one. Maybe you know. <laughs> okay. Mystery. Okay. Okay, okay, I like that. Okay. All right, all right. You got, do you guys, Nerdsy Delpesh, you guys have any questions? Um, I, I'm Caribbean, but I have to do this. What is your island? If you're, if you're Caribbean. Oh, Caribbean. Um, my dad's Guyanese and my mom's Jamaican. Hey, oh. Okay, okay, okay. okay. So I, I got a question. What is, okay, like, what is your best Caribbean food right now? And oh, don't do was, this. It, hold on, what <laughs> is it? <laughs> hold on. What was your best Caribbean food now? Because you said, like, the lifestyle change and stuff. And what is your best food when you were younger? True, that's, yeah. I was younger. It was oxtail. <laughs> Mm. Oxtail is a, is overall like a it's a solid, right? Is it it's all overall like automatic? P- people f- I'm talking about like not only us but like even um like black Americans in the states uh the UK is it's just solid. Like it, it depends who makes it. it. It depends who makes it, but overall it's once it's made spectacularly it's just solid. That's like, but no, it was oxtail. Like I love my Okay. And now it's um my mom makes the best um stew peas, like red red with the, with your spinners and everything, but we just use coconut milk and it's real and then my roti, I love that and polari and you know, there's still some options being vegan, but I just don't do the I do like curry oyster mushrooms, you know. Mm. <laughs> Um, but yeah, those are okay. Was it hard for you just to transition from like you know from ve- from eating meat to vegan? Yeah, at first it was hard because I was a meat eater. I love my burgers, I love my steak, I love my oxtail, shrimp, like all those things. But I started just with dairy and then started eliminating meat after meat, and then after the third month. I ate my last like shrimp Alfredo and then I was good. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I didn't it, it and it the reason why I think my health triggered me and what the health on Netflix is a documentary that scared the shit. Like it scared me. <laughs> it scared me. So I I was like, all right, mom, let's empty our fridge. <laughs> wow, like it's, it's that powerful. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you. Um I guess you have amazing discipline because I watched that documentary as well. And I was like, yo, this is crazy. How, you know, the meat just the, the meat companies and all that stuff, they affect the nutritional health and like they actually are part of it and they invest money into it to change the, the food groups and everything. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie to you. It went from that to like, you know what? I mean, this is in America. So I feel like we're okay <laughs> over here. You know what I mean? No, that's so- Get it. I honestly, I did. I also it would triggered me because of the lies, and I I was personally going through a spiritual awakening too. So like everything, mm-hmm. all at the same time, I was like, what? Where? Like where? What reality was I in? You know? 
But like I like anybody who eats meat or whatever, it's fine. Just I just say do it in modification, like just in moderation. Sorry, yeah, mm-hmm. moderation. Especially mm-hmm. now, it's just moderation is the best for everything right now. To be fair, me too. Like, like I grew up with no beef or red meat either, and I'm just, I'm just eating chicken. I'm almost like almost a foot and a half out. So who knows, <laughs> right? <laughs> You might see vegan Dell. Vegan Dell in well, the I'm, kitchen. In the kitchen. Yeah. I'm. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm just gonna say it. I'm trying. I. I have meatless Mondays, That's but I, I'm trying. Oh, I am trying though. Meatless Mondays. That's. Yeah, hmm, I'm okay. trying the veggie stuff. I'm, you know, spinach, all that good stuff. I'm trying. That's, vegetable. That's all you can do. Like if we're trying, then doing this good but, but i'm definitely switching up i have to i have to switch up because i feel like i don't know if it is with the clean eating but i feel like when i i feel good when i eat healthy i can say that and yeah. you feel it mind body and soul right so yeah you are what you eat too so right i think <laughs> it's just learning not to be so on demand i guess so since it's there just eat it it's right there no i might as well just be so hard on you either because we were all just told a different way of eating, like with the food group. So we can't be too hard on ourselves either. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, um, yeah. Uh, another um, thing I've been thinking about, because, you know, thank you for helping us with this interview. Um, um, everything, there's a lot of things going on in the world today. And I can say for sure, like, we all know about the situation with COVID. Um, it's affecting everybody's lives. Everybody's changing all these different conspiracies all these different facts you know everybody's walking around with masks everybody's doing this and stuff and there's also you know um this whole travel ban that's going on right now that you know a lot of people are not be able to come in and if you come in you're gonna have to stay in a hotel for three days if you have a negative test and you have to pay two g's for it out of your own pocket. Out your own pocket. And oh. and if you have a negative, if you have a positive test, you get sent somewhere for quarantine or whatever. Yeah. Where is somewhere? That's the government housing. Like, how how have you like how how has COVID affect you in your life as an artist? well i don't know people some people don't i guess like truth but it it hasn't at all wow personally um especially someone who's supposed to have a weak immune system you know i guess because i decided to change my lifestyle five years ago um five years ago i was a hermit three years ago i was a hermit (laughs) writing my music, going to the studio, starting my business, Raw Naturals, where we sell flavored Irish sea moss gel that gives you all the minerals that you you would need to to stay healthy and have a strong immune system. Um, And it affected me because people were affected by it. I'm a sensitive, sensitive empath. So I don't like that people are scared, getting sick, panicking 
arguing, being violent, rioting. So it affected me emotionally, energetically. Um, but when it came to being an artist, I, I have a I, I have a mission, I have a vision, I have a game plan. COVID, no COVID, war, no war. I, I like music, it makes me happy. Um, if I didn't have music, maybe I would be more affected by COVID, but in my reality and surroundings, COVID is a pandemic and it's happening, but it's not going to, it's not going to control my life and how I want to live it and how I want to feel. If I don't have COVID and I'm not dealing with the symptoms or the sickness, I'm trying to be as healthy as I can be. I'm minding my business. I'm drinking my water. Then I'll be okay until it dies out, which will be, I, 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 from my predictions, maybe in a couple years, you know? So stay healthy and, and focus on your dreams. No matter if you can't travel, okay, just listen to Masa, fake Masa. Oh, whoa. <laughs> That's what left. Years, you can, by the time that happens, you'll have more opportunities anyway connected with so many people online now you have a mission to travel you know you just have to transmute again transmute the negative stuff that they're throwing at us and be like this is for a reason this is not the right time the next time is going to be the divine time you know you kind of as much as there might be placebo effects right now make your own placebo effects so that you're not affected by it mm-hmm. So you're saying okay. you're not paying no two thousand, no two thousand for you. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> Everything I can do virtual. I can go to the, you know, the outer skirts and look at the lake, you know, and just create your own vacation, you know, just for a second. You know, maybe we just need a little more patience. Maybe we need to just learn some patience as as humanity, and then we'll be blessed soon. You know. Just a transition. That's all it is. <laughs> yeah. Now we have a question in the comments on YouTube. Um, the person by M A E C. I think it's Mac. Uh, Macy. I think Macy. Mm-hmm. So yeah. their question is: You talk about love and relationships in a very binary way, men, women, masculine and feminine energy specific. Do you care about inclusive love for all people? If so, how do you represent that? I care about everybody, everybody, inclusive love, no matter who you're loving, where you're loving, how you're loving. If it's love, if it's the love frequency, you know, five to eight ish hertz, if you're feeling that resonation, that resonance in your body with whoever you're with, that's, that's all that matters. And that's, that's the experience that love should give you. Essentially, it should you know, for me, I am a cis woman. You know, I'm, I'm a straight woman. So I look for um, a more masculine man. We all have feminine and masculine energy. But for me personally, I like a man that's more masculine because I sometimes can be androgynous a bit with my energy. I can be masculine and feminine at the same time. Um, so yeah, so for me personally, I love masculine men. Okay. Hope that um, 
<laughs> Sorry, what was it? You cut out just a little. Uh, you cut off his. Is there a question? Oh, okay. Um, um, where where can they find you on social media and stuff like that? So, um, my social media right now on Instagram is Little Galaxy. It's L I L um, G A L X Y. I believe. Sorry, I'm. I believe that's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. It's because I changed. I'm getting used to my Galaxy Girl, but I changed my name because you know Instagram. One letter, it's someone has your name. So I tried right. to be. Mm-hmm. Don't you just hate that? Don't, uh, I, mm-hmm. <laughs> but on YouTube, on YouTube, if you want to check out um, music or music videos, there it's Darrell's Galaxy. So my name, Darrell, D-U-R-R-E-Y-L, um, Darrell's Galaxy. You can check out some. Um, old music videos there and on my music platforms it's still Durrell D-U-R-R-E-Y-L I will be um, launching a PS announcement just saying that I'm making a new platform altogether that's Galaxy Girl so hopefully my old listeners on the Durrell account will hear the PSA and come join us on the other side of the galaxy (laughs) okay Okay. Um, I just want to say first and foremost, thank you for having this interview with us. Hey, clap it up, clap um, it up. Um, I just want to say also thank you, Northbridge Music Group Studio 1332, Rain P, um, management, um, all the people that let this happen. Um, thank you guys for um, having the event be a part of, you know, this EP and being a part of and choosing us to do this interview. Being part um, of the galaxy, right? Yeah. Right? Yes. <laughs> thank you. And thank you. Thank you so much. And um, Dark Love Matters comes out on February 16th, 2021. Um, you guys cop that, listen to that, listen to the singles. She has a bunch of tracks there already, like Let Go, Siren, and Take It Easy, guys. Um, Thank you guys for being here. And this is the event. We're out. Peace. Peace.